so hip is tea swag and ducky. Finance so hip is tea swag and ducky. Finance so hip is tea swag and ducky. Finance for hip is tea swag and ducky. It all began with a call from the secretary, a summons to the mayor's office. Keith and I discussed the summons, we were a bit concerned. That why are we being called? What have we done? We've been fire for season one, season two is even more fire. What have we done to deserve the summons? Saturday morning we get to the mayor's office, lavish kitchens, luxurious lounge. Mm. The mayor simply tells us to get a bit of food. Uh, since he knows uh, teeth, those teeth are always chowing. <laughs> we get uh, to this nice spot, hood place. They call it Kota Flavor. We place our order, we come back, and the hood politics begin. That's when this episode began. This is where we knew the day had begun. We were late, hungry, and man, the mayor was not happy. Welcome to season two, AKA the hood politics episode. Everything is on point. We are on theme. Doug is always on theme. We were in the North, the past season, drinking champagne mimosas. We coming back to the South. We're drinking what? Men's size, black label. Carling Black Label. You look at an ad from Carling Black Label, it's mad niggas from the mines taking out a case out of water, mm. putting it on their shoulder. This is not for sissies, niggas. Right, 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 right. Lucky. Getting, getting too excited now. <laughs> I think we're going to pull you back in pocket, man. It's good to have you back, man. Um, to whoever is still listening out there, I'd like to apologize for that incredibly long and I mean, what was going on? I am where it all began. I am in Midlands. All right. Welcome to season two. All right. With all your right. host, AKA, AKA, AKA. So many AKAs. You think I'm AKA, but I'm not. It's Salamanca, F1, Ndaki. And his sidekick. This guy drives me around in the hood, you know. I always tell him to slow down. He's a bad driver, but what can I do? I'm creating employment. T Swag, <laughs> my chauffeur. I, 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 T Swag here. I'm out here. I'm out here to all the ladies. I know the ladies check into this show to listen to my voice and to watch me. So it's good that, you know, Ndaki at least he's warmed things up. It's taken a lot longer than usual, but um, you also messed up the name. Where we got these cotters from was from Cassie Flavor, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's an impressive intro, but <laughs> technically you, you fell short. You get a 6 out of 10 for that. I, 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 I. always fudges the facts up, but you know, Dougie's <laughs> always in the ballpark. In I'd, the ballpark. I'd, I'd. So, so, so what we do here, I, I'm uh, basically just uh, run you down to who we have, you know, who, who's hosting us today, our guest. Um, he is, you know, the acronym is the mayor. But what we do on the show, mayor, before each episode, we, we kind of, you know, we give 
the audience just a little a little background and you know who's sitting here and you know who's yeah. about to bless them with some information the episode is called the fine art of monetizing street culture be known to change episode titles but that's what it is for now um and yeah let me just give a little background on who's sitting right here so we've got the mayor he was born in a prison in tanzania <laughs> He'll clarify that story. <laughs> He'll clarify that story, but he's like Tupac out here. So, I mean, he's lived in, in East Rand. He's lived in Tembisa. He's lived in Dawn Park. He, well, he described himself as a videographer, an entrepreneur in the local retail sector, right? And he makes, you know, he makes some innovative furniture for a living. But, you know, this is the mayor. He does some really special things when it comes to street culture, you know. He is, just to explain some of his accomplishments, he's the founder of RHTC Online Store. He's the man behind the Playground SA, an innovative retail furniture company for small businesses. This man has been on a TED talk, you know, where when Ducky dreams to be, his talk was democrat democratize your doesn't get it, guys. Democratizing capability. That's what's up. Um and also he's the you know, he's 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 the he's the man behind the Let's Play Outside Festival, which is you know, which is basically a beautiful beautiful experience that is going to do so many amazing things he has a ba in humanities and political science he's also the man behind the mayor's podcast we're going to touch on to that i mean this guy is, should i stop should i stop am i going too hard do i keep going this man has had this man has done some nice dope collaborations i've seen him on some puma things i've seen him on some blackberry things but that don't you know he's he's really about the culture don't even be like confused by that because he's really about like doing things for like the culture down here um he's the mayor he and we are in his office we've been summoned we don't go to people's shows but to people's places but this time we were summoned by the mayor you know um and he's also the man behind the legendary sneak peek blog spot you know which yeah, was some yeah. dope assets but we got here mr fry pan mfula yo where did you get that info you did your googles ne? yo yo googles 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 are confusing man People's especially that first part you said i was born where no 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 the thing is you know what you know what i want you to i do my research Mm-hmm. So I know what's up with that, but I want you to explain it to 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 Naki because I know what's up with that. Oh yeah, because I do my research. But 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 give Naki the breakdown. Give the people here the breakdown. I don't know who I was explaining that to. I was just trying to make shit interesting. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Now, I don't know. Where did you find that? Okay, man, that was a long Please time ago. Please explain your name, Fry Pan. Fry Pan. Fry Pan. Where is, it comes from? It's, and then related to Tanzania. Let me let me. It's two ways, right? So back then, it's pronounced Fry Pan. I was explaining it earlier is that the name is like it's become a brand right i just put it on never no one gave me this name normally veli musikasi uzothola my nickname from veli gas but this one was like i got my, i got my nickname from where i'm from and my family's got their own nickname for me you know but this one i gave it to myself and i just put it on facebook and it caught fire because you know fry pan is like quirky easy to remember Mm. Uh, white folk white folk like it because they don't have to concern themselves <laughs> with like you know my real name mm. but it's 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 a brand that goes throughout and there can only be one fry pan like 
with fry pan or fry pan in a boardroom and start Sure. If you see, if you like your which one? Mm. But fry pan is like one. Yeah. You know, so I've been able to spread like my good work. Like the virus. Yeah. Like the corona. <laughs> so I'm like that. So it's been able to, so it's worked for me. So what I used to do back then, I used to play around with that name. People ask me like, what does it mean? And for me, I just, the simple, the simple and truthful answer was that I just put it on Facebook and it blew. But it's a boring story, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the Tanzania story. The Tanzania it. story. So I used to create stories. Sometimes things with diamonds were forgotten. Oh, look how well I could frame panels all up. Ping it up. I'm spending my quotidian. Yeah, boy, na. Allah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get another idea, yeah, But uh, other folk, I was like, yo, come up with some Tupac-like stories. Like I was born in a prison, you know, um, on a Friday. And Friday, yo, yo, you know, and my my the fries for that, yeah, it, and, and oh no, 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 I didn't say the fry pan. I used to say, I used to say, I born in the penitentiary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my cousins flipped it and yeah, made a fry yeah, pan, yeah. and white people are like, I used to do that to white people though, only because but I saw they you get do some it. white guilt. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, sorry to even get. I saw you do it to the, this one black kid, and the, I thought that was hilarious because, like, you really went deep. Like, he was like, "Yo, yo, so what's the, you know, what's the fry pan?" And it was, it was a cool kid. He was like interviewing you. He was like, <laughs> you know, he's really excited. Like, so explain what the fry pan is about. And this guy, like, he goes into like character. He's like, "Yo, man, no, man, I, ne- I don't like explaining it because, like, yeah, you know, it's actually a deep story." So he tells him, "No, he was actually born in a prison in Tanzania. You know, his mother was a political what what, and because yeah, so the fry pan is like it's a real deep thing." Man, and pen actually stands for pen, which is a penitentiary. And then he just lets it hang. And the kid, that dude is like, you know, he's just like, okay, cool, man. Yo, I get it. I get it. You know, it's like, you know, he, he, it just took him completely off. And this nigga's like, nah, man, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, used to, I used to fuck people over yeah. for like a good two years, maybe 2013, 14. But it used to hit me. I used to love it doing to white people because cause there'd be a sense of white guilt. Yeah, ah, it's fucked up, but it's it's just a reality too. You know, I was like, yo, political activist. My mother's a political activist. I'm born in a penitentiary, so my cousins flipped the word from pan to fry pan. Yeah, and that's behind it. And it'd be that like, room would be silent as fuck. Sometimes I'd leave it. Yeah. Sometimes I wouldn't say I'm kidding, just to <laughs> fuck around with people that much, you know. But uh, over time, I was like, yeah. Then I forgot that whole thing. But yeah. true story. <laughs> Fry pan, fry pan means Friday. If you're from the East Rand, Force Law, Katora, I suppose, Inji. Sure. You know, Moti and Tuanan Zubona fry pan, also a rapper fry pan, as it's Friday, you know. Go anywhere else. People don't really like, uh, know what it means, but sure. they love it, you know. And for me, it attests to the spirit of one, the East. The East got its own culture, it's vibrant. You know, if you don't want to hate on the East, or if you hate on the East but you like the name Fry Pan, it just shows that you your shit is weird, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like the East is dope, and that's that's what I represent. And Fry Pan, it's become that is that you know I'm not as in touch with the East Rand anymore, but my spirit like is from there. Yeah. Everything, my the basis of what I know is from the East Rand. So it's like it's like a young shout out to the East, but also to a Lokshin and so because at least I'm a Fry Pan, we are with Ailea. <laughs> no, no, New York, so it's it's that, and I, I I like it, you know. But over time, I've appreciated my real name, you know. Maybe it's just growing up as well. Yeah, like you know, right now, Mpumelele was like the go-to yeah. introduction, and it's made more sense. I'm like, 
that, that name, Pumelelo. Yeah. It's, it's dope and it's it attests to everything I've done. You know, yeah. it's like it was called. Yeah. It was called when I was born. So right, right now that makes more sense than Fry Pan. But otherwise, Fry Pan. Yeah, man. Yeah. Salamanca went in the opposite direction. You still here? <laughs> you still on the show? Salamanca has forsaken the government name. I have just done my driver license, renewed it, and it says Ndaki Salamanca. That's what's up. That's what's up. We're big into those. We're big into keeping those names. We we support that culture. Uh, we really we really fans of that culture. Ndaki, maybe you can just touch us down on the on the few pointers um, that we'll be hitting on the show where we're looking at, as we said, the you know the art of monetizing street culture. So when we were discussing this issue, there are some topics that everyone is aware that they are. Let me not call them topics. Let me call them assets. Mm. Because street culture is an asset. It's something we know exists, but it's very hard to bottle it, box it up, put a sticker on it, and sell it for $9.99. There's a few people who can do that. There's a few people that actually concentrate on that product. The untouchable asset. Fry Pan is one of those people that has done so. Specifically, African street culture. Why is this topic so close to you, Frappe? Firstly, <clears throat> I'm I'm a I'm a Joburg born and bred kid, man. You know, so when you're born in Joburg, you know that your neighbor is probably Tsonga. Front opposite, but was so too. but So primary culture has become something that's secondary in the urban space. Not, not to everybody, but you tend to embrace diversity more than your own culture, per se. Because, you know, you go to uh, traditional spaces where there's a concentration of the same people from the same culture. Culture you feed from, whether from your neighbors or whatnot, you know. And therefore, you have a good understanding of your culture. No matter, even if you don't practice it at home, you did say, next door, you're Christians, but next door... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah, yeah, yeah. Taught, this is off air. This, this is off air, right? Air, yeah. So you were grabbing, you were grabbing culture from all over. But if it's concentrated and it's the same culture, you're gonna have a deeper understanding. But when you're from Joburg and Kulilokshini, then at some point, like myself, you lived in Hillbro, early nineties. I was just moving around, right? Yeah. I realized a few days ago that I've never lived in the same place for like more than my six, more than six years yeah. throughout my life. Yeah. So I was grabbing something from everywhere. So street culture became a thing of I'm learning from the ground, from everybody. And that is what is called street culture. But what street and, and you said African street culture. So I'm learning from different African communities, African people. And with that forms my understanding of the world and my appreciation of my world. And therefore even how I translate what I studied, um, my skills would be within that. And therefore, that for me is what street culture is. Um, street culture is the food we eat, the type of drinks, how we drink them, how we consume them, the clothes that you'd wear anywhere else in the world, but how we style it here. Uh, the talk, the conversation is Zul Sasekoli as fun as the KZN or Sasepitasberg. You know what I mean? It's a mixture. And I'm that. I'm neither, I'm closer by lineage, but by culture, I'm not. 
you know, because I, I didn't grow up in that culture. And therefore, for me, that street culture starts with me and how I understand my, myself and my world. And then I have skills, really dope skills. And how I translate my skills is within street culture. And, and that's the basis of it, is that for me, when I talk about street culture, I talk about Joburg. And it's palatable anywhere in the world because uh, Joburg has become the peak of urban urbanization and urban culture. So urban culture lives anywhere in the world. So that's when I was in Accra, I could relate to them because we're urban. Sure. And that street culture. Because we're urban on different levels, but it's a common language. Kenya, wherever I am, street culture becomes that bond between people anywhere in the world. Sure. And I think that's the beauty of it, and it allows us to participate on a global conversation. That's hard, bro. For my white people out there, one of the key rules of street culture is that when you're drinking a court, you share it with other people. Exactly. You drink from one court. Exactly. And the key rule to drinking a court is there's no backwashing. Exactly. exactly. Do not backwash exactly. when you're drinking a court with some other niggas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's up. That's true. That's true, man. And that's some real talk. Yeah. And 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 look, man, Frypan, I think though, just um, you know, before we 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 delve de- a lot deeper into it, we we thought that the way that we kind of approach certain touch points for this episode, were we wanted to look at four different kind of things within within just monetizing street culture and understanding what that is and obviously understanding what you're about you know because um you know on this show we're about the bag as well so we're about the creativity but we're also about getting that bag but doing it you know the right way yeah um so i'm uh i'm uh just give you uh just a, a quick thing of like how we the touch points we're going to break down on which are the first thing we looked at was obviously was collaboration which we think is a key thing that we'd like to touch on with you about okay um just yeah the, the the elements of collaboration second one was the was about creating a local economy you know what kind of what what goes into that what's your perspectives on that because i think it's a big kind of part of the conversation that you're driving third thing was we just wanted to touch a bit on the mayor's podcast as well you know podcasting in south africa that innovation that interesting project that you put out there and the last was the politics of money and community so you know we'll try get that uh, get around to all that over the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour or so Dope. um yeah so we we take breaks we're gonna take our first break um so that we you know we get that check <laughs> Hi, my name is Fry Ben. I see your batatas have decided to leave you hanging. Hmm, that's the thing about batatas. They have a personality of their own. Finance for Hippies in association with Fry Pen Wabantuana has a solution for you. Try the new Fry Pen sneaker. You can fry eggs on them and wear them at the same time. Girls like them and stoners love them because you know stoners, they love to fry when they high. Fry Pen sneaker, coming to a store near you. Maybe not a store, maybe a dealer. Can come in any form. Then we're back. We're back. <laughs> Just good. Go. Cool, let's go. 
Those My shoes dude. just snapped. Go, ha! Let's go. Dude, some sneakers. <laughs> 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 uh, welcome back. Uh, talking about footwear, fry pan is a sneaker head. I'm correct in saying this. Yes and no. So you're not correct. <laughs> I'm half correct. Half correct. Explain the no part. Because clearly this dude needs a new pair of sneakers. He's not doing well. Um, sneakerheads, man, those are sneaker, sneaker enthusiasts, you know. They go into it. I, so they about it. They collect. Mm. They travel. They wait in lines. I never did any of that. I just translated. I just translated culture, street culture, through um, through uh, shoes. Because the thing about Amatig is that they are that a common denominator around different elements and different subcultures. Punk rock, Nasikasi, for instance, Bakshama All Star, but they treat them differently. Pansuli All Star Lai Shalil Clean. Sure. One way. Sure. You know what I mean? You gotta be about that. Sure. But a, a white kid who's about into punk rock, I will shine say, Marozo fresh. Ten days, I say, right, Marlingolil. Same shoe, different understanding, and different cultural code in the same shoe. So I used to use that to translate culture, a social culture, through sneaker. Hence my blog, sneakpeak.blogspot.com. When I was in varsity, it's me just understanding the world through sneakers and sharing that. Top five legendary sneakers. Converse All-Star. White or leather? Cloth or leather? Cloth. That's Definitely one. the lows. Lows? Yeah. I've never owned lows, but lows are hard. The I lows, like the, the lows, tops. the lows, man. Because Nasilokshini, there's cultural code. LA, Crips and Bloods, different culture. I mean, different um, colorways. But in a corner, punk rock, young toy. So that's one? Then uh, I'd say Jordan ones. Jordan ones? Jordan ones. I've never owned a pair of Jordans. You got to. You got to experience them. You can't afford them. So yeah, those those are dope because of what they did for you know how they transcended from sports to like culture. Um this is I don't know what they called, but Belbis are Mafutzaek Ikaslam. They like the silhouette is like an all star, but they like Nah, it's not Kayusta. Kayusta is like fucking rip-offs of, you know what I mean? That was the best rip-off yeah, but, ever. Yeah. But those were crazy because they were like 80 bucks in my hood. Right. And for me, this is like personal. Yeah. So I, that was the most democratic sneaker. Yeah. It forced like, at some point, you know, where the cheese boys, sure. and for me, that created such a balance on the streets and it was amazing. And I wanted them, but my parents are not about that life. Right. You know, um, damn. Okay, what? What's four? What, so now you. No, it's three. It's three. Uh, what comes? La, 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 I don't want to go. To, uh, Puma suede's. Mm. Puma suede's. Shout two out, reasons because you know That's the first one. I know the contribution I know. to 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 b boy. Like the the primary element of hip hop. But while it's like us, so Tina must buy a sneaker. Sitting, she's not analyzing on to hear any little. Okay, because it's a lean silhouette. 
unlike the bulky silhouettes, they don't sell well in South Africa because Tini staff see to Tini, Fungba smart, Fungshai Chinia, straight Kati, Young Tuala before Maskinichi, straight Kati, Marfuni Tegelimnandi. So Puma, Puma, Puma still sells well anywhere in the world, just based on the basics. They touch on basics coincidentally across the board, you know? Which one is that? Is that the... Is that the one with the shell shell toe? Nah. What's what's that one? That's Adidas. Adidas is shell oh, toe. Oh, okay. It's okay. it's suede. It's pretty much an, it's just a basic shoe and it's suede. It's made out of suede, and yeah. Ndaki, you got impressive. It's it's because of suede too. The you see suede's are like suede dog is like one of those things where suede demand in any color and it's hard to maintain. But it's one of those shoes mongenangal, but ish mama kutaili silis so it's like you're winning across the board where else with Jordans but then when I'm at the in the streets they fuck with you you get the balls you know but yo nobody cares at home then the the, the, the fourth one it's the um, see me I'm a fan of beautiful sneakers you see and SB sneakers skateboarding sneakers you're the beautiful because of the fabrication they use. It's normally suede, right? And the silhouette is perfect. It's like nicely cut. So for me, beautiful sneakers are skateboard sneakers. She's ugly. Talking about like when Nike came into the to the fall and started contributing to skateboarding sneakers, those are the best sneakers. Chinoskis. Chinoskis are my all-time favorite sneakers. Suede silhouettes, they even take it to the next level, you know mm. what I mean? From the stitching to the padding to the to the to the length of the sole. They're beautiful sneakers and those you look is it's a sneaker team. Anywhere I go, Shabantum Apagat. Nom Tom Tali Rinkini ne corner up on Shaichinoski corner and gene rinkini. I bought Kalu Taxi Driver, I lim nandi I slim nandi tigla confanam. So that's the Chinoski's man, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, I'm affiliated with Puma, but you know, I gotta be I gotta be I gotta be fair and say Nike SBs, damn. Yeah. They yeah. they they're amazing. That's a top five, all right. When Salamanca was growing up, there was just one sneaker, the Nike Cortez. Aish. Yeah. Classic. Aish. That's classic. That's 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 a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, LA, LA. That's uniform. Shake Cortez, LA. Oh my nigga, you know what's up, you know. And Lemzans, I think there was a phase where like early 2000s it was ruling it was yeah. ruling early 2000s yeah. you know people had them i didn't have the money my parents didn't have the money to copy for me but Neither did yeah. I. i'll tell you this i got the classic quartets not the the commercial i got the running silhouettes the flat one yeah. and i like that because that's like pretty much the blueprint for you know yeah you know what i mean but yo quartets were fair to yo quartets because quartets yo even like I go into the history but you know it's gonna take long but it's an iconic shoe from a sports element going into lifestyle too and mm. how the how social cultures translated it too it's it's special and it shows you with um when you make a good product people are gonna take it and and do whatever they wish to do with it as long as it's good for what it is as a sports product people are gonna take it so think anything to learn from the Cortez team just make good product whatever you do the unfamiliar market will take it and own it. It's hard. It's I'd like hard. to shout out uh, to all the 
people's brands as well that uh, unfortunately didn't have, have a big part. oh wait 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 wait! i gotta do this man top five it's gotta be top six the best shoe i've ever my top six which is like the most important shoe lipa tubati patu yeah i'm zans i got to work with them like very early stages because i saw them online yeah busy part it's amazing it's growing in in amazing ways around south africa and i got to work with them like the first few seasons and retailed their brand and seeing their growth is amazing and it's all about the brand the product is dope the product is perfect it's mesh silhouettes that means it's breathable yeah that means perfect for south african weather because spring summer for like what that's eight great. months of the year yeah so it, it's perfect for that so it's like it's a proper south african shui part sure. so i think that is the gonna be the most important shoe in south africa for the next couple of decades that's 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 beautiful man that's beautiful that's really really beautiful man and what i actually like now is that you cut off ndake that's culture in this show <laughs> that's, that's culture man feel welcome at any point to cut off this guy it's it, the audience uh, feedback they appreciate that they, so that's dope man i really appreciate that keep up to that man um i think though i would you know you know fry pan just in just your your knowledge of the game is actually quite quite intense man and to be real to you um I, I think the first time I ever met you, you might not remember it, but I, I remember it, man. I think you had a table in Bramfontein selling stuff, and um, <laughs> yeah, you just had a table like by Lamunu in Bramfontein. You were like yeah. selling stuff, I don't know, with Blackberry or some ish like that. And I remember I wanted to buy something from you, and um, and then I was like, I'll buy it, and then I'd like, Ugh, I never came back and bought it. Um, and then I don't know, I think the second time again, I like, I ran, it was like, oh man, I want that ish, and then. I was like, nah, this nigga now probably thinks I'm that, you know, that nigga, I yeah. said he's gonna come, he's gonna buy stuff. But, like, obviously, man, just because of how the culture is around there, you know, I've, I've been able to see. And weirdly, I mean, I, I, I know a few people that you know, but it's just like to see kind of your growth from then, um, you know, from then, and when you were doing the blog as well, you know, I mean, you're, you're doing a lot, you know, you've got maybe run us through these projects that you're just on these like three main things that we highlighted um that you businesses yeah we call it so the thing is i mean at the basis of it i'm in the development space to go into specifics i could say youth culture youth culture and street culture you know but it's development of a community which is primarily youth culture youth i mean so um i'd say it's always been in me, in a way. You know, when you're growing up, you know that, yo, man, you watch certain documentaries and you resonate and you watch certain books and, I mean, you read certain books or you watch certain documentaries, like, and you get moved, but you can't make sense of it. You know, I used to watch really political documentaries, watch that with CPC one, and that, sh- that shit used to move me, you know? Yeah. And, but I couldn't make sense of it because I had no reference of where I would play because politics in South Africa, struggle politics, it's really struggle, then what? You know, yeah. it's like your youth, man, just live, you know, there's no struggle yeah. anymore. But then I went to uh, applied adversity. Initially, I had to do economics. That was my first choice, but my math sucked. So I thought, I think it would be a, just think it so that I can maneuver my way into economics. And I did politics and I did Biko. Uh, first semester we did Black Consciousness as part of as part of one of the, the courses with politics, nice. amongst other. And at that point I was like, I, I'm not moving from here. I don't know what to do with this, 
but this is me. This is me. This is definitely me. So what that did, I did, as you said, I did, I did a BA degree, and I, I, I majored in um, international relations and politics. I did a couple of, I did philosophy here and there, da 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 da. But that molded me into understanding the world better. Then after that, did politics, uh, did politics at honors level. Pretty much wrote about hip hop the whole year. Yeah. You know, they used to give us like coursework, write about feminism, and I'd take feminism and 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 use hip hop as a reference. Maybe just take a song like "How Many Licks Does It Take," Lil Kim. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Cisco. You know the yeah. flip. Cisco's on the chorus. Yeah. Lil Kim is on the verse. Yeah. And Cisco say, "How many licks does it take to satisfy you?" Yeah. That's feminism at play within yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then I get understanding. Then I'm like, oh, after long, I'm tired of academia because the language is weird. I, sure. I don't want to... It's not weird. It's just elitist in a way. And my English is not that good sure. from an academic level. So I was struggling with that. But I only did well in academia at my honors level because I was writing about hip-hop. That's my best academic year. Then I was like, let me live my politics. And I'm in the streets. So I'm like, okay, think, let me go into retailing because I heard of this thing called online shopping. So I started an online store, which was actually a blog that I changed the format. Oh, that you did some soldier boy. Yeah, because it's like I know what it is, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, Shopify was not that big then, so I went to like Blogspot, manipulated, uh, manipulated a bunch of babies and a template. You could order from what used to be a comment section. It was an order form now. Just switch up things, you know. That's then street. I had to go to the market to sell physically. And I was selling local streetwear brands because I was really in the streets. I knew that the next big thing is local brands. Right? So so just step back. You were selling... You were using basically a blog as an online store. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. For like a year, you know. And because you, you got to start. That, that's dope. You got to start, you know. culture right there. <laughs> It's cheap. That's street culture right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just use what you have. Yeah. Then you totally tell fool, let some market in the middle of Brahm, because you know Brahm is culture capital, but it wasn't evident at that point. This is like 2013. Yeah. And I was, but Grove Market was that that place where we met. Mm. So retail became that thing. It's okay. Me, I'm distributing local streetwear while everybody's thrifting, everybody's selling Chinese accessories, Chinese made accessories. They were selling better, to be honest. Sure. That shit was cooler, yeah. but it wasn't selling better. Yeah. But I knew what was next. You just stuck out, man. You just there was just it, the, you can't pinpoint it. Even the presentation. Yeah. Everybody was just hanging this shit. I was like, fuck yeah. that. Put up my own cloth there. Yeah, well, because I'm from a retail background. I used to sure. work at retail in high school, so sure. I, I understand merchandising, sales, you know, and the long game. I understand it, you know. So I was a bit patient, and I I got two degrees at that time, but I'm at a fucking market. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I, you know, I know the bigger picture. But through clothing, just like sneakers, there's cultural code. So you're able to one converse with people like yourself. So our relationship started about seven years ago. Yeah. At that market. Yeah. But now look at what it's manifested to. Yeah. Same goes for everyone I know and respects my work and me right now. It's it was a seed planted back then. Yeah. So clothing became that tool, that modern day tool for me to be like a cultural sociologist in a way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really about the clothes. It was me learning about the so-called culture or culture, right? The street urban culture. 
then from then I the following year I pushed it then I, I started I I, had, I went on Shopify and I had a proper now but right after I established that and I did that and I was ready to go and you know grow this thing this is RHTC this is RHTC okay. the store RHTC is an acronym for returning home to create yeah. I can't really remember how I got to that but you know it has that political like, not even political but it's more of like yeah it is a political motivation to it and understanding to say this is a journey Bath. and that's why it's returning it's a continuous journey and home is a destination that I'm here to make sense of you know Kendrick had a line like that. ROTC. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of Kendrick. ROTC, right on time conscience. That's how he flipped it. So I was yeah. listening to a lot of Kendrick. I think that had an influence on that too. Yeah. You're um, aggressive today, man. I thought this guy's dumb. Yeah, no, he, he's, 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 like, he's quite it. He's quite it. He knows Kendrick lines. Like, I don't know it. this guy listens to like, real rap, bro. He's I got it. You know, you're, you're returning home, huh? yeah, returning home, home. <laughs> to create. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So please continue. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it was that. So uh, 2014, mid 2014, that's when I launched my now fancy online store. I was trying to invite, impress more brands because I was like, if I have, because I was trying to get more brands, but you know they were not, they were not trying to mess with me for whatever reason. So I thought, if I can make this thing look nice. You know, make it like e-commerce. Sure. But yeah, it's improve, you know. Uh, they still were not really messing with me like that. Some did. But then Puma called me and they were like, yo, man, we heard about you and we're opening this um, f- uh, the store called Puma Select, which is like there's only two in the world. One is in Cape Town. This is going to be the second the one. Store, that store is beautiful, bro. We need a manager for it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, nope. What? Yeah, cause I just launched my I just launched my store. I was yeah. ready to go, man. I was ready to yeah. change the world with this. I believed in it, you know. Yeah. Then my girlfriend was like, "Nah, hear them out," which was dope, man. That's why you need a smart girl by your side. Yeah. Strong you black woman. <laughs> strong black woman. I've been yeah. telling teeth for three months. Get <laughs> <laughs> a strong black woman. You're just looking for big booty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeth and I had a conversation exactly. about that right now, actually. Exactly. You know. So. Yeah, so I gave them in my ear and yeah, it was good, man. And it was like I could take a break because I was like financially struggling, you know? Yeah. So they were like, okay, let's hear you out. And they were like, I don't know much about Puma, but I remember a few months back I went through the Puma store in Bramfontein, which was the only store at that time. And I was looking at it. I was like, everybody's going for Nike for obvious reasons. Everybody's trying to mess with Adidas because they had Area 3. But Puma wasn't doing anything active. And I was like, Yo, if I do anything with brands actually... I want to go for not for Puma because yeah. nobody has touched that. I don't feel like everybody has touched it. They were messing with Abu Zab, so mm, but those guys sure. were like you know, in the thirties. Then they were starting to pour the streets. You know, yeah. they were not that. Yeah, it's like they're not active. But I was like, yo, I I do something here because I kind of messed with Nike. I was a there was an office. A few people know it because Prefontaine, your BBC Prefontaine is like Prefontaine is one of the old athletes, one of the first athletes when like, but the office was named after him. I used to like carry boxes and sort out their, um, their influence. Now it's called influence, but it was called the seating um, store room where, where sneakers that are going to drop in like a month or two or three were there. Yeah. And MK, MK Fresh. Yeah. used to work for Nike. He used to call me and was like, come sort out the storeroom. So I used to be like 
in the storeroom the whole day sorting things out of things that are going to drop in three months. Nobody knew about this shit. I was there sorting it out. Style coding, asking questions, and learning about marketing. Yeah. Then Puma comes in. I I become the first manager of Puma Select. Puma Select Store, Bramfontein, Johannesburg. Was hard, it was hard. It was a cultural space more than anything. And they gave me an opportunity to translate culture. So that means for the first time, sneakers that are dropping everywhere in the world, they were dropping there on the yeah. same day. But we had to have a, a translation that made sense to the space. Yeah. So I had to organize events, people who are going to retranslate the collapse even further so this was these were international collabs. this was a collapse so everything was there it's collabs with your street artists from LA Europe over Asia but I had to make it make sense to South Africa and Johannesburg so yeah. what that means if there's a collab with Sophia Chang who's an illustrator I would get Grime Town which is a collective that has illustrators to further translate it and bring it to home so that gave me a chance to put on my homies and people I know and come up with different themes every they gave me that reign to do that yeah. so that taught me how to organize activations organize collaborations organize events then seven months later I resigned because I I you know I'm gonna finish this right now yeah. just to connect the dots that was like the basis of me going out and that's when I start I opened my own store mm. in Bramfontein and that's a where space. a physical space yeah it's called the RHTC playground store and there was the the the, the fry pan that people know and appreciate today yeah that was the beginning phase of me like getting all of what I've learned out just to go back to Puma when Puma opened the store, they also acquired another building across the street and opened up the Puma Social Club. So that was before the that, Puma Social Club was before yeah. Puma Select, right? So yeah, Ducky's not on the street, don't worry. But no, yeah, no, no. That, that was that show was legendary. I mean, Puma I'm Social is so. like, yo, like yo, yo, man, we can never get anything yo. like that. And it was like, like they need to do that again. No, they can't. Yo. Yeah, you're It'll right. never work. That thing was. You. you know when there's a synergy yeah. with the energy of the city, the time, yeah. the people? Yeah. It was like, let me explain it this Yo, way. That was the- For the first time in Brown, people lined up to go Yo. into a venue. It has yeah. never happened. Yeah. It's normal now. Yeah. Great day in kitchen is whatever. Yeah. But people used to line up on seven, make yeah. me line. Because yeah. you had to get there at six, right? And what made sense is that they were, they were nurturing up and coming. But the up and coming were now on the brink of commercial okay malum cool cat before that it was like our own thing yeah you know where he's like people are like i don't see any work yeah people rapping people rapping in english even his 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 venek rap venek rap didn't make sense to quite two niggas sure he was left of field in jay we knew it because we knew what was next latin swim because he got he got that and he had the the merchandise mm. yeah he had the dances mm. which were alternative yeah he was off off center yeah and we were that but we knew what was next and when puma social came through it was right in the sweet spot of the the, the brink of them accepting every, the commercial commercial uh space accepting all those people from rock from punk rock 
to the sound labo which is baby zan which baby zan is something what forgot it new age quiet or something like that you know but man there was like a switch up in the city in the mood in the people and puma social became a facilitator for that and yeah. that's why just the mood that you just had to be there bro you just had to be there and i didn't work with puma at that point but damn bro my my one memory from from Puma Social cause yeah yeah we we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna go to break but you gotta put it out. I played table tennis with Tandis and Mazai and we just like oh, got to kick out and it was like because oh, we wanted pictures with her and she was like nah don't, no don't take pictures I just, I just play some table tennis and let's hang out that's what I can do with you guys and. And I was like, there, there was no VIP. There was none of that. There, there was, was no none VIP. Sisonke, Sachava Sisonke. It was beautiful, man. I think at a certain point, nah, were there free drinks? Or oh, if, if you had like some tag. Nah, but nah, we used I to hustle that those drink. tags and get them free drinks. But my thing is like, those people, man, that place was so dope because it was one of the most democratic spaces. The first time the dark one went to Puma Social Club, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. I walked in there. Everyone was wearing white. Exactly. This was an all white party, blazing at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. No, no one attended that. Let's go yeah, to no, the that. That was Shut. a secret society. That was a secret. <laughs> yeah, no, that one is another one. That one. <laughs> Need a new gun? Mkabi Financial got you. Need a new getaway car? Mkabi Financial got you. Need money for hotel stay? We got you. We'll even throw in a free sidekick because we care about the unemployment rate. Gabi Financial. Catch a body with our bag. T's and C's apply. Please note, if you do not pay, we'll call in Gabi on you. Gabi Financial. You're rolling. Yeah, I'm ready for it. For sure, when we're back. I would like to get into this area where you have lived very well and successfully so. Collaboration. You've collaborated with many people, many great institutions. If you were to advise an artist out there listening to the podcast, how does one collaborate well with institutions and people? Um, at the center, collaboration is a very human thing, you know. It's not as good necessarily, but you're always at school, but you don't have to go to an institution to learn how to do it. Um, one is to do your homework. You must learn, you must listen more, and you must understand and be able to translate things. See, when I, I take it to my vet's days, PA degree, you read and write most of the time, which means it's topic, translate the topic, do research on the topic, write about it and add to your understanding and value in a very simplified way and artistic way it's encouraged to have cre- artistic creative writing so what that means is that you start by understanding the problem then you do more work in researching about the problem then finding a solution then adding your creative input into it so that's the format i grew up on or was trained on but at the center of it, as I said, it's a very human thing. Those who listen well make better facilitators and leaders when there's an opportunity. But you gotta listen well. As soon as you stop, as soon as you stop, 
listening well, things don't go well. And I'm going to make it a bit deeper than that on a human level. Kind of wanna sometimes, when Zin Domara, it's right, the timing is right, everything looks right, but it doesn't translate into something productive or successful. Sometimes it's because it's not aligned with you and where you're supposed to go. Because you're not listening to yourself. You know, Ms. Kumanga and teeth mind just like, you know, when you listen to your mind, your mind tells you one thing. But when your mind doesn't like communicate or listen to your soul, you, you go off center from where you meant to go. Things make sense, but they don't, they're not successful. But you, you listen to yourself more and you start fulfilling your passion, your, your true passion and your true calling. You know, that's how much the Aspanayo sometimes they don't see themselves in their job. You know, and sometimes I'm actually the hustler. They don't see themselves in that hustle. They want to do something. You know, there's that, there's that clash because you start listening to your soul and your soul is relentless. You know, you can get the money, but your soul is relentless. It says, go the other way. So it starts with like, you know, first listening to that. Then that translates. It doesn't necessarily say, Kwamele mm. Ungaspani. No, you must understand that everything that, that is here today it's mere tools that you can use for different callings, for different agendas. You know, like streetwear, as we say, is a tool. There's always something that's going to be new and more urban with different ages. Mm-hmm. Paintings, murals, about Michelangelo were once, were once, they once were used as certain tools and they were fulfilling different agendas using the same visual language that we still use today so these things are mere tools our careers are mere tools uh, uh the, the the products we we use not mere but them tools towards fulfilling a bigger passion so sure. to summarize all of this is that to go into collaboration firstly it starts with you collaborate with yourself to understand what's your aim and calling then 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 you 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 get a tool, a canvas. It can be entrepreneurship. It can be a certain department at your workplace. It could be a, a certain movement. It could live in whichever form, in whichever product. Then you start listening well, doing your research, doing your homework in a very humble way too, you know. It's not, don't try not be arrogant. And then it manifests in good, in a good, um, in a good product because you will be serving your, Stuff as a vessel. As soon as those things are aligned, so it's not because of your mind. It's not because of you and being intelligent. It's just the process of collaboration it starts with you, and you have to take it all the way to an actual project, an actual tangible. So I, I think what I listed is that one thing that finance for hippies wants to make a great collaboration with is money, mm-hmm. the bag. Mm. We want to do a great collaboration with us mm. and our respective banks. Mm. Mm. How do you advise someone to make sure that he gets, you know, sometimes I know in the art field, the bag is not number one. In the, I found that uh, work in the art field is number one. The bag, product. the product is number one. And the bag comes in a bit later. But at the end of the day, People have to live, you know. You cannot be doing seven collaborations and they're not working out economically. 
how do you ensure that the bag the bag works out in a collaboration oh shit i'm trying to figure that out myself but one thing's for sure man you need money mm. and it's your responsibility to make good product in as much as it is to make money because what's 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 a good product if it's not funded well to get the best resources eventually mm. eventually maybe not the start as you said just use what you have when you start tangish but of course if you want to improve the product mm. service or your skills you need energy so i look at money as energy mm. right and for me it's like yo you need energy to move you you got the vehicle you've built the vehicle but you need the energy so it goes how you treat it and your your relationship with it so my baba is a motherfucking genius in a way you know cuz you know talk to your baba my baba's from bro that's some financial advice to anyone talk to your baba those those dudes are legit like if you got a baba if you got a dude who cuts your hair those dudes are some of the smartest people you can find talk to everyone yeah 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 talk to everyone don't speak to them when you're buying from them talk to them oh, sorry but yeah your train of thought you yeah, were talking but about that's so important to making money talk to people so you can realize problems actual problems that you can solve with what you have sometimes no paya i'm a fruit but do you know which lomoto paya some fruit thinking as like is a the business is meganjan yeah do you know do you know that podcasting could be a vehicle but if you talk to the dude you actually realize Oh, you know that dude can be like yo man again uh, i'm trying to talk to more people because this is not really my market i'm trying to go to people like you at your office space how do i talk to them and you're like mm. what but you're here in the streets but my point is if you if you talk to people if you engage with society you'll get solutions to what is not seen as a problem right now and that's how you can expand your bank mm-hmm. cuz right now what we do we follow the same format which is cool because we work on a template when we were, we try we we start but the thing is right now okay this guy did this podcast sold it to this financial institution and they got a retainer for 6 months to a year to run a whole project based on podcast da 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 da, da. and i'm like we all going for that format mm. what else sometimes that's a foreign format sometimes it's just the basic format and we need to expand the we need to expand the problem solving space and profit share within mm. that you know so for me as like yo man it's always dope when you are small and you're solving problems that are not being solved by million or well resourced companies yet because you are growing with this potential market and problem you know cuz now sometimes we I know we go for those those products and and services that are already being solved by multi millionaire companies right mm. now which sometimes works in jenga part too you know but my thing is like he solved another problem which goes beyond shoes which is identity within shoes by virtue of the name and that's the heart of the brand mm. and for me that's 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 the thing as well he didn't say i want to do a sports brand was it the money nike so tabula was and the technology yeah yeah well when we saw that so have we see this guy you know what i mean so that's 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 the one that's the one thing is like yo we need to engage with our society truthfully you know, I want to say something right now, but it's an idea, man. I can't say it. let it go, man. Say it, say it. 
ah shit no i'm still gonna make figure it out i gotta be disciplined with this one <laughs> all right all um, right all right um right. but my, my 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 point is um see for instance mingsi stadium in bugili chiefs ne pirates Young Sol, it is. Nimola Chiefs one, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah shout I mean, out to Kaiser Chiefs. Shout out to Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kaiser yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yeah, it's the fight. Global. Our cameraman has got issues. Mekule, Mekule, my friends with Chiefs. I make me I'd say 80% of the fans that were there were Chiefs fans. Exactly, exactly. And it's the 50th exactly. anniversary, so exactly. you gotta take the derby. They can do everything, but the derby they got. Young Sol, that we got made by Bam. Special, so yeah, yeah I, I say so shout out to them. They shout gave it to, to them. them, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't you come in the So you said you are watching the amazing, <laughs> you are watching the amazing, beautiful Kaiser Chiefs fans. Oh yeah. And before I got to that amazing aura and and yeah, 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 still in mind. When I'm from Punk, I'm playing like a lawyer. Sure. Must come from Punk, South Africa. Yeah, stadium. So um, it's late. You had important things to do. Bangland, it's jam-packed. Young Tor is like bumper to bump. It's like 40 minutes. It's like 30 minutes. It's like a game. It's like a game. It's like a game. Ah, by Bonangi came, fan. Actually, I'm not sure by Bonangi came. When I went to Fetu, yeah, I should manage Connie Culture. I went by Lee Stadium, but they eventually don't get there. But they're gonna listen to it on the radio and start drinking. That's a market. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna use it. Do you wanna keep them stale there and give them some sort of service or product? Because but young twelve, do you wanna service that in some sort of way? Um do you wanna create bicycles so that where there's a parking cycle culture? Do you wanna maybe do tours? I was a soweto, gawantamapuni, shangamapuni bangini stadium, gini stadium walok, ma puma. But all I'm saying is, I wanna when you engage. When you bully Otherwise, yeah. oh, stadium, How can I make money? Ish, yeah. which is still a thing, but it's like, oh, it's hard, man. Yeah, it's harder because la pa pa silly apps, I stayed exclusivity la pa. Yeah, young toile. But there's ways around other problems that you need to, when you engage with your community, engage with your, your space, you're able sure. to see with Allah, and those are scalable business. Sure. Yeah. What is the collaboration you're most proud of that you've done in your career thus far? So there's, there's bigger collaborations, right? Um, but the biggest one, or the most meaningful one. Yeah. The most meaningful one is to is how in 2017, 2016, we went on a tour uh, using RHTC. We called it the Let's Play Outside Tour. And what we did, we brought a couple of brands and we started traveling from different to different cities that had showed potential. So if my online store said, 
Esibukeng, there is a lot of visits on site and there's a lot of cards or neglect like neglected cards and all purchases. I would go there because I want to fulfill those cards. Maybe when to anu pazisege, go check out lapo lapo sega bo mitukfuni credit card or card details. Maringa guye ge man, I'm doing a tour and I'm going there right now. So we hit booking. Say Israel force law. So shy I too like so we too. Say I debe. So pretty debe. But we shot a documentary with that. And and the Durban one was the bigger one because I invited all the brands, yeah. even brands outside. You know, yeah. um, somebody Scott, somebody Creative Beings, Swank, Abu Kinelwe, Kinelwe, they're doing heavy influencer stuff right yeah. now. Abu Kinelwe, I don't know if you know them, but they had a brand. Damn, I forgot it. I'm trying to remember it, but they had a brand as well. You know, these two ladies, and they went on tour with us. So organize it takes in a trailer, our own furniture we made when we started making furniture before we started making it a company. But Mrs. Enzela, like mobile mobile uh, furniture that you put together so as a, like, like a, a puzzle. A like, whole independent Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But you know, I'm working with brands, I'm putting on my own money, but I, I know that the whole big picture, you know, you gotta have the the crew. You gotta have the furniture, which is also packable, because I've been in the market space. puzzle. It needs to be mobile. It needs to be multifunctional. Rails, um, shelves. I got the formula. Yeah. You know, I I needed music, so I eventually needed to have musicians on the tour. But we start with streetwear brands, and we start with um, uh, furniture as well. Then we hit it when we go to shows. That's the 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 the. The, the musical space that fulfills that these are these are tenets of culture mm. being brought together you know because I got it I understand the formula so so we do the tour we go to Durban we shoot a documentary this is the visual part of it we shoot a documentary documentary corner goes and we're like we're gonna go to the same communities and we're gonna screen this tour so Lani Cafe is booking is a space but basically uh, and I'm a court, and I'm a, I'm a pizza, I'm a pizza smoking. Hey, these niggas are wild, dog. I'm a pizza smoking, but it's one of my pizza. So it was alternative, it's our friends, you know. So we go back to those spots, we screen it, and it's pretty much telling people that, dog, see what we did in your hood? See what you did in your hood? You can also do it. And we're here to show you it. This was a bigger plan. At uh, sneakers exchange and screen it there at that event because they already have a crowd there. Mm. You know what I mean? So we're doing all these things, man. We're doing all these things, and on that tour we went by train at the center of the highlight. We went by train. There was four of us: Yi, Musanza, Ukigi. Uh, what was that? Daki has never Ukine. been on a train. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was yeah, just four of us, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was the special moment because these are like friends coming together. Pretty much, some are selling their textbook money. Mm. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Some are selling textbook money to make the trip. Some, Shout out to those. You know, know some going into out. their business accounts. You know, some are borrowing from their parents. 
some are on the plane for the first time. Must be as being a plane. So it's like, shout out, shout out. yo man, it was like really like the the switch from just being those kids to start doing it and, and fully investing ourselves in it, you know. So um, that then comes by documentary. It eventually becomes, you know, we get soft collabs with Puma. Um, some merch we did, we get, we, we plan our own, then it becomes a community, then we plan our first festival, then we have like 800 people, um, the second one becomes what, like close to 3k people at Constitution Hill, just the youth, and this is the youth market now, and these, these elements now come together where there's streetwear at the center of it, and we have, the plan was to have about 40 streetwear brands but I ended up I think with 20 something all at the same space selling and conversing with each other then we have the musical elements the guys that are alternative today commercial tomorrow they're there and they've got their market which is youth which now believes in them because ah, the rest don't know yet because they're not on TV you got close to 3k of them got a young skate park there on the side with skaters with the with the social with the game element, you know, so these things now come together beautifully, and it's, it's it becomes one of a community. But that community started really with those few people in a train and trying to spread it and to see it grow like that and involve corporate um, to a certain extent, involve a community and whatnot is dope. And that for me, like let's play outside, truly represents that. For, so for me, that almost sounds like, that simply sounds, and not even almost, that simply sounds like a culture of collaborating, moving into a space which creates an economy, right? Which has created a little, the young local economy, um, which is what I see um, your festival as, as facilitating in a, in a kind of way. Um, maybe that's my interpretation of it, but... I'd like to know what would your version be of um, uh, you know you you left you le- you you left Puma Social Club right after seven months right Puma Puma Select so. sorry sorry Puma yeah Puma Select would you be interesting to find out as to why you took that decision but then to get to a position where because understand that some listeners would look at the position you are in and they think that but you could you've made it you are. You're, you know, some kids would like to be in that position where you're facilitating all these, you know, events, all these kind of things. But now you, it's almost like there's a passion. Shout out to that car, bro. That car doesn't care about what podcast is happening. Yeah, you know, he's got, he's got, he's got an issue to do. So maybe, do, do, do you get my question on that, you know? So yeah. moving from there to, um, I'd just like to understand, yeah, you're moving from that space why you, you 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 chose to take that move and facilitating this local economy that you seem to be building or local creative economy that you seem to be building there's obviously a drive and passion for that yeah yeah i mean as i said i mean i'm in the development space so and right now it's concentrated on youth or youth cultures it's understood and described uh, i left after seven months because going in i decided to take this as a the opportunity with Puma as an internship for various reasons, right? But I knew that I'm, I, I'm not trying to um, create a career, one, with um, 
a brand with a brand any brand you know i knew that like the my 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 mission my calling would be to be on the ground so working with them was dope because they were in touch with the ground so i was fulfilling both sides but working with more resources more energy bigger budgets bigger more people get more excited for them because it's a more familiar brand it's been mm. there for a while and it's international and they bring international perspectives yeah. through the international collabs to the ground like this, we are a tribe and sugar street culture so some brand that nobody knows like uh, for instance uh, chinatown market like who the fuck knows chinatown market lemzans but a few people know it when they bring it here it's like oh this they got your tribe and you're speaking to each other so it was dope because it's on a concentrated level with more energy and that taught me enough and that's why after seven months i felt like okay now it's a repetition i want to be part of bigger conversations so my 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 way out would be just to start that you know um and that's why i left and it i did fulfill that mission of doing a bigger conversation within Puma as well and of course outside of Puma through what I do and the second part of your question was was the vision like what would be your vision of um, looking at the oh yeah yeah you okay. know your festival you. what would be your vision of yeah so a local economy I mean we could have I, I could have learned about I could have learned about uh, I could have learned about business through like a structured way you know like worked for a certain company just like I kind of worked with, uh, worked with Puma but I could have done it like okay tingi 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 apply la na ngisha internship but I'd say I didn't know and I was rejected by the few that I knew but I knew that um I just needed to do something so Yarish TC as a store was dope but to be honest it was like 50% I'm going to do this until I get a job and this is going to facilitate me getting a job but after a while you know I'm a zakipai in this potential I think I'm going to kind of stick in this place for a while you know then eventually we went from the online space that was a blog and not an online store to a proper online store went into the market space market space I learned about the furniture that it's whack it's just tables or feet and it's not doing justice for my product because I'm not doing thrift or accessories yeah. so I want to then I create my own store as yeah. designer and you're going out but to compute computer shire marshang ni vision yeah because you just got you just got the main concept that it should be mobile like it has to have wheels or I must carry it easy it must fit like a puzzle and it must fit into a car he got that he had his own translation his own design pretty much so I, that's his approach to furniture that, he he translates he translates he specializes in wood so he translates your brief yeah. in his own artistic way should come lo mkai swing lo muntu lo sure yabo i shy lent be ntso him but to extend my must go to abantu bathi unithola bli real abasabheka ngani ni ni mpahla because bayibonile ukuthi this thing ihlangane within 5 minutes mari khrot and iphume boutique and ntsoyem asayifuna le ntwele 
Yabo, Mbuele, Shay Mental Nuts, Mbuele, who come with a study company, see with a playground, Shay Finnage, Retail Finnage, Shamayama Design. Okay, Stones and Sons of Woods in Ajoin as the designer. You know, and now, like, you know, he's a creative director, so now he finds his passion within, you know, he's a set designer, he finds his passion within your furniture and constructing from any material. BC, this is the crew coming together. You see, Let's Play Outside Talks, from Let's Play Outside, it's Nama Talks called Let's Play Outside, which are based on finding a creative alternative towards your dreams. So we'd pick uh, any topics in music, Sland Osmik. Osmik went into music through a festival, and I found a lang and I learned a creative alternative, and that would be the theme throughout. So then eventually this becomes a festival and whatnot and whatnot. My point is this, my journey is about DIY. My journey is about growing your community. Um, <laughs> the perfection of funk just kicked in. Funk Messing up his audio. I totally understand, I'll start, you'll continue. Uh, uh-huh. So, um, so my journey, my journey is, is really about DIY. My journey is about um, how to start with something small and develop it over time, how to develop a team. And the vision ultimately is that there is a blueprint. I've done it for seven years of how you can start with minimal budget and grow it into a big community. Uh, grow it to big youth youth economy where it's about the youth creating and the youth buying from each other mm. so this can be done by I think anyone because there's a community everywhere there's something for you to start and work with but there's something for you to start and eventually your growth comes with you doing more and you know that's it and it's continuous um, I've established myself because of seven years or more of work, but still I'm like I feel like I'm in the new season too, where I have to learn more and how to further this stumbling. It looks like I'm losing most of what I've built, but it's just a new phase of it. And the bigger dream is for how my story and how I do things to resonate with more people because I know it can and for them to also start their journey and democratize the idea of just starting with what you have and building yourself. And any, I think anybody can do that. There's different obstacles and challenges, but basically my blueprint is not follow my steps, but follow the, the philosophy of it. Yeah. And that's why I think to answer your question earlier, is like my story can be relatable on that level. It's not exclusive. Yeah, it's a human experience. It's not. It's not about business. It's about use. As I said, use these things as tools to fulfilling your calling. Speak with yourself first. Then these things are tools and learn. And there's a journey within. There's a research, research within the journey. We're gonna go to a break, and then after that, I think you know we go into the third act where we're gonna touch on your podcast and. Um, 
The politics of money. <laughs> why, 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 is the mood, why, is the, why is the mood of, the mood so somber right bro. now? <laughs> <laughs> so, so some, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, were dropping some game, man. Kill me. Don't kill me. All right. Like you just talked about, someone said, all right, we're going to go to Nigga. Are you serious? No, man. He's going to drop some game. Sounds so sad. Sounds so sad. Hi, uh, uh, baby. Do you need to grow your wood? <laughs> then come see me, Dr. Mlaketi, the length and girth expert. I specialize in other things, but I feel like you need this more. Yes, you. Oh my God! I just like to thank Doctor for helping my husband. It is so big. I never seen something so large. Thank you. Side effects include dizziness, vomiting, and cheating. Call me now at zero one one seven seven two zero eight zero zero. Finance for hippies is back. And we have no idea where we left <laughs> what we were talking about. Fire pen is still here yeah. and they're still kicking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None, none of this is on video as well now. But you'll get, you'll get a video. You'll get a, a video portion of what we recorded before. We'll edit it to make it hot still. Um, yeah, Mr. FI Global, our video guy had to bounce. But um, I think we were getting ready to just touch on on, on um, Fry Pan's... Um, Podcasting, man. You know, just podcasting as an as a, as an avenue to uh, promote his, or, or just to 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 add to a lot of projects that he's been doing. And we wanted to kind of touch on that, and then eventually get into the politics of money and community, right? For sure, fry pan from one podcaster to another. Yeah. How did you find podcasting? Yo, man, that that thing, I slipped into it, man. I was always interested in in because I watch documentaries, right? Yeah. That means like I like information and podcasts are like dope because I remember the only form of like podcasting format type thing was talk on like Radio Seven O Two on Sundays where they'd like play someone's music and talk about them and their history, not with them sometimes, sometimes with them. That was dope. I used to, I used to remember. I liked that. The few times I caught it on Radio Seven O Two, like Sundays, something not do more, something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. She's if dope. Maybe it was a weekend at yeah. a certain point, you know. You mention that she needs but to cut she's us like, a check. <laughs> she's like, yo, man, jazz, jazz, like the understanding of jazz is like, yo amazing you know but she used to break it down like that and i remember back then for me it's like what what interested me so i always liked conversation space and the first time touch hd in 2018 hit me up they had a create a new creative team like that like just like that you know and they were like a dope team and what they decided to do is revamp that whole space and say yes it's about personalities but there's these personalities that the commercial space doesn't know, uh, like the one the commercial space doesn't really know of, but they got a huge community. That means people are willing to listen to them. And the personality, those, those kids that went from like, um, what's it, uh, campus radio yeah. and were well-trained, were not cutting it anymore, but they were, they're good, man. Those guys are good because they're well-trained, you know, but they don't have the personality. They're not, no one knows them. Like that. It's not like back then when everybody used to listen to radio and you suddenly you're famous. Nah. And I was like, yo, some people are famous from streetwear. So they hit me up and Udi, some other, I had his own show, I had my show, but oh, we had culture podcast shows, you know. 
and I was like they gave me this weird format so I thought it was weird like of how it's gonna go you know I was like nah it's through this away it's gonna be talk they're like talk I'm like yeah did the first few episodes and you got like really dope uh, streams and you know they're like the online engagement is super they're like who the fuck are you guys actually because yeah twitter's going crazy uh the streams and downloads you know and what we did it was just simple we took people on the ground who were who were respected who were doing dope stuff and we said we're not gonna get you on radio so that we can have like a 30 minutes convers- uh, 30 minute segment with you and you're gonna speak three times two minutes two minutes then three minutes nah we're gonna have proper conversation like this and that's mm. just for podcasting as as we understand it today and put it there it was a you know it was a bigger platform on pod- in podcasting as well be- behind a popular dude well resourced you know so it got the mileage it needed through that and that's when I also discovered that damn man you know I am dope with conversation and I may not be technically as dope um, which I realized over time, I like okay, started training myself as well, you know. But it, it taught me, it taught me the skill of radio, you know. And it, it also nurtured like uh, a gift I have, which is speaking and engaging with people, you know. Then I just took advantage of that, and that how that's how the mayor's office. That's what it was called, the mayor's office, because you know I, I got this this um, this name, the mayor, in the streets as well, because. At my store, there was always like a community there. Yeah, you know, so it's like, oh shit, this nigga, this is the mayor, you know. Yeah. Of, of I don't know if it's the youth or of Bramfontein or whatever, you know, you people as the mayor. So I mean, like the mayor's office, and at the end of the whole thing, I'd ask people, so if you were mayor, what would you be mayor of? Yeah. Then they'd say, you know, this their passion points, and that was just to say, bye bye, or some mayor we all can lead as as responsible people in office not politicians per se because mayor is between like mayors yeah they play the political shit especially in big metropolitans but you know traditionally when you're a mayor you're kind of an activist too because you represent the people yeah and you you're within politics but at heart you represent the people and you're gonna politic about every because everything's political you're gonna politic getting justice for the people while developing a city and also you have to hold on to power whatever the case may be mm. but now it's like it's weird because it's full-on politics in big metropolitans but podcasting that's how i started that was the theme but now um i haven't done it like in that same format what i do now shit, what i do now is when i travel i have a, a microphone that I, I attach like a very small microphone my startup shout out um i just you know i attach it to my phone and i have a conversation with people like on the ground and i put it take voice note i record that on voice note put it on uh app put a still image behind and it's a video podcast 15 minutes 10 minutes five minutes average sometimes conversation put it on my igtv that's podcasting for me at the heart of it, podcasting is about conversation, you know? Facilitating conversation. Do people have artistic translations? You guys got a dope ass format. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it, you know? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things, like everybody has their own format and it's the great part of storytelling. Never in history has a book been taken out of a single library 
maybe say 2,000 times in a day. But podcasts are the new books, are the new, it's the new library, and we're contributing like chapters of books, bars, and they get like bars. streamed and like at a democratic level like never before so podcasting is like the new library man you're going too hard right now that's actually that's on the trailer bro that's that's going too hard that's going too hard Chief, if you were a mayor what would be you be a mayor of (laughs) (laughs) come on (laughs) teach do you really want to know jim the people want it's to know. Thinking. It's some thinking. It's some trying to think of something smart. Who's been <laughs> blessing them two seasons in a row? Mm. What is your passion? Mm. What would you want to be a mayor of? Mm. This nigga's asking teeth the big question. Mm. Before I get to formally ask answering that question, <laughs> one thing I'd like to <laughs> say. Story, exactly. I've been in this game for minutes. So I know how to do that. I know no, that's, that's no, not how you did it. That's, that's not how you do it. That's how you should have done it. If you were smart with it. It's like you should have said something like, Doc, do you need to even ask? I actually let's yeah. ask you. I'm gonna ask like, you what type like, of man am my daddy man to you or something? And that's you thinking that time. Come, it's you know? fine, it's fine. I'm a little off, man. I'm a little off, man. This black label's getting the job yeah. done. So I blame that I blame them for that. But like my first thing is man, before I before I get into that, I think one thing I wanna to touch on, like with your podcast, I'll be honest with you, man, I think one thing I picked up, man, like you you really a good listener, man. You know, um I think I'm brilliant on the show, but Ndaki is horrible at listening <laughs> to guests and whatever, you know, but <laughs> That's, I know that's not what the ladies say. The ladies say I'm like the greatest listener. I, you know, and I, I know mm. how how maybe how hard that kind of is to be, and that's what one thing I really picked up, man. Which I was like, even there's an interview you did with all Grace Spaces, Matebul. Yeah, you know, and like you're just like so good at like like, like you know, I, I, podcasting in itself is not as easy. Stop. <laughs> It's not as easy as we make it look, <laughs> but I really, I really, yeah, man, wanted to kind of commend you on that, man, because I, with, with a lot of the interviews you were doing, you just let guys kind of get into it so well, and these are, you know, people who kind of exist, and they've got such interesting stories to tell, but, like, we still obviously growing with our thing, but I thought you took onto that kind of thing quite well, man. Um, if I was the mayor, um, <laughs> kill it, kill it, kill it. Ten out of ten. I give, it, I give you that. I give you that. That, that was. That I was, was the mayor. What would I do, man? You still don't know. Nick? The thing is, you won't like my answer, though. My answer's no, not go PC, nigga. Go for it. If I was the mayor, man, I'd have um. What? Oh, what was that? So on, this nigga's asking for his black you. label. Low key, I'm still stalling. If I was the mayor, man, I'd, I'd, I'd um, I'd make uh, strip clubs legal for all ages. Sure. Stupid. Can you de- edit that yes, out, please? That's what I do for awesome, <laughs> But that's still not answering the question. Yeah, yeah, you're like, just telling yeah. us what you do if you're a mayor. You're not telling what what type of game. mayor. That's why I'm even Nigga, right I don't want to be the mayor. So, like, listen, I've got the mayor sitting here. I don't want to be the mayor. The don't mayor, ask me what I do about the, the mayor. You, you're, the mayor of, you're the mayor of I don't want to be a mayor. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You gotta your portfolio. I've never wanted to be the mayor. But also, if actually, if I'd be the mayor of a show, so actually in a show where i stay where i stay bro there's this place where there's traffic lights it's a four-way crossing the traffic lights always break bro the 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 buses always crash into it so they fix it after four months because of just how it's built that's how the robots are all the time man no listen like real talk though 
like they've got uh. this four way like i swear to god every four months there's traffic lights there mm. it, the Shit. way it's built it's awkward it's bad it always buses crash into it or yeah. trucks crash into the light yeah. and someone has to what, fix what, it what, what would you do to fix it I th- all they need to do there is build a traffic circle L- this thing has oh, been happening okay. for about probably 15 years people down that place and in the area they believe would see in down like it's a so why 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 wouldn't bangers build this if i was listen if i was mayor i'd build a traffic circle wait, wait, in a show citi- you actually you're a citizen yeah so if i was mayor i'd build a traffic you know, circle wait, in a show and wait. i would eliminate cars because if i was mayor i'd only be mayor you, wait, wait you know what people so to do yeah my like nice way to like it looks sheen it looks anyway uh i want to my like i'm a E karma speed and chessabandwan. Sure. Like on one side so that you slow down. So on one on one side of the road, half of the road, Sure. So Moza you have to go the other way. So if there's another car incoming or men got any chance. It kinda of slows down traffic. Yeah. But it tells people that it's dingy hump. They say the the counselor eventually has to recognize that. And has to pay for a hump. Hump is like I think it was it's like eight hundred rands. Yeah. To create a you can see hump. So the councillor has to raise that money to build a hump in the slack. But that's how people do it. So if you as a citizen big a march all around, asinda you buy cement and make sure it's a permanent structure. It's a sign. It's a democratic sign to show your mayor or your councillor with you. This is what's needed. Go find money from whichever businesses around and build this thing. And if valid, in actual fact, that is the cause of those accidents, yeah. then and it reduces, then you guys are right. How about your suicide? They don't replace it with anything. Yo, you got the right to remove that dude from office. Yo, yo. But <laughs> in my hood, I also think there's a criminal element to that four-way thing because I think those niggas probably keep switching the tenders around each other. They're like, when it crashes, when somebody crashes into oh, those lights, shit. somebody's... I actually suggested that to somebody. I was like, oh, you should actually take that solution to... Bro, they, this guy who told me his flight, he's like, bro, I'm going to lie like, like my target. People are going to kill you for that. Because this is obviously like a money scam thing when people are making money off this thing. It's like, okay, mm. it's going to crash after four months, then we're going to tender to put the traffic light. It's your turn. There's no way that that thing has been happening for like 15 years. People keep dying there. People, the lies don't work. Four months later, it's never lasted for like more than three months. A traffic circle will solve everything. But then, you know, lives will be saved, but money will be lost. Yeah. The fact that lives are being lost, that's yeah. the highest level of target. Yeah, people believe there's like, there's like, like Satanism. Yo, now I'm going to get you to real hood politics in the room. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on the bag right now. All right, cool. So, Ndaki, you are talking about hood politics, man. We're talking about uh, politics of money and community. Every episode we mention a set of people, a group of people that are hindering us hippies to getting the check. They're called the gatekeepers. How have you managed to politically maneuver around the gatekeepers from the back? Um, I mean, gatekeepers are dope and they're bad at the same time. Sometimes, you know, as a, as a person, you, you feel entitled to the things that will get you where you think you're supposed to go or where you are supposed to go. And some people are going to say, are you not ready? It's about, you know, 
Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not right. Sometimes gatekeepers are there to like guide you to get into places when you're actually prepared or to go back to gym and you know get your shit straight because there's nothing as whack as getting to an op- getting an opportunity but you're not ready for it. Mm. That's mad whack, man. Worst you're gonna, thing you're ever. gonna feel like an asshole. You Worst know? thing ever. But that's because you're so focused on the idea of success and not the process. A lot of gatekeepers save us from that. 100%. Whether the intentions are good or bad. But, yeah, so so the gatekeepers can be good. Can be fair as well, sometimes, not all the time. I can't tell you when and how, you know, situations um, differ. However, how you go around that is um, try find alternative ways. Because the unfortunate part is that the space that we live in, being Joburg or urban spaces, where capitalism thrives at a higher level is that there's an illusion that there's not enough room for everyone, you know? So people will push you not to, for you to come in because they're like, shit, this kid is coming in with some fresh ideas. I ain't thinking this, you know, some dude, maybe you have some dude that's older than me right now in the show and he's talking technical. Nobody listens to him. And I'm not even talking anything technical on finance for hippies. But my shit is make resonates with more people because it's a human story and it understands that tools tools are just not what you should concentrate on, but you know, something much more significant and then you learn the operative elements of how to use these tools. Be like, fuck this nigga. You know? Mm. If you have a better perspective, whatever. It comes with being talented mm. or not sometimes. But my thing is like it always gives you a chance to go back um, see if there's an alternative route um, the alternative route actually may be where the innovation is because the alternative route may be cheaper it may be unconventional maybe what people need because you're not the only one trying to solve that problem oftentimes people get their actual product by trying to solve a problem that they faced when they were doing their first venture then it offers more perspective and opportunity and you know what I then mean then you realize actually what the real problem is yeah because you're learning as an entrepreneur yeah. the first problem you're trying to solve yeah may not be the problem that you need to actually yeah, you solve start it. seeing good it's the journey it allows it takes like, to why do I keep one. running into this problem yeah. like, this is actually what needs to be solved yeah, well, not, not, uh, not what the I'm byproduct going. of it yeah well, 100% yeah so so you know, for me, that's that's how I'd recommend people go around gatekeepers because the gatekeeper so oftentimes is the guy that reached the peak of the existing formula. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. existing formula is going to expire eventually. And if born a yeah, because you know, younger people are there to offer you an opportunity. Or new people, which not necessarily younger people, new people, new people in the industry, they offer you an alternative uh, solution that is not popular now, may not be the most financially uh, financially uh, financially best or most profitable way, but it may be in a couple of seasons. Mm. So. You know, mm. there's there's a give and take. 
with gatekeepers as good people bad and i think it's always finding a creative alternative around and a problem around gatekeepers too but they fucked up too because the times in, in in real life they are the buffer between you making it mm. at the level you want to but kali budget that can change your life yeah. because you can afford new machinery and you whatnot you know what i mean and they become a deterrent it's hurtful when it gets to that point and it's unfortunate but then again such as life you know mm. we're not safe so so frappen um i just like then to know within within these politics what what, what are your thoughts though on financial education within the arts a lot of kids are attracted to the dream like i want you know everyone knows that i want to collaborate with puma or nike but no one's talking about like what does that mean about the bag what are your thoughts on that um so you know i think it's a very human thing you know? we all play to our strengths and we concentrate on that mostly disky i'm sure it's short sure so from improve the short yeah sure 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 it defends us i pick up yeah yeah Kanti, to be a good player, you must have like at least relatively good overall structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe specialize in a certain space. But once if you can kick with both foot, you can dribble. Yeah, Got yeah, a tactical yeah. mind. I'm a you dexterous. Can, you can defend, but you best with like. Teeth swag was like I was an eleven. Was an eleven? I'm not you old school. Nice, yeah, still old school, old naming school. positions by numbers. <laughs> so we play to our strengths and I think that's the biggest shortfall even myself I know it I've, I've fallen victim I still fall victim to this as well to 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 playing to my strengths so a lot of people in the creative space are creative thinkers yeah so they lean more to the branding side yeah where they are able to really good at making things look beautiful mm. making brands look it's aesthetics yeah it's it's a marketing yeah yeah like that's undeniable yeah so that's your strongest thing and that's ego based as well but where you fall short of one looks jumpy sale ファイナルはざるべいとサムタイムワンアイアズインとバトンソンチェラウェイいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやい
Yeah. And you add your own creative input into it. That's why I shouldn't invade against your text and go in creative. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So my thing is, it's a matter of learning finances the same way you learned about the creative. Love it. Yeah. That's what they say. But if your numbers are looking good, you like looking at your numbers. It's like you like looking at your bank account when yeah, it's yeah, thick, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, when it's yeah, got yeah, extra yeah, digits, yeah, 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 you're gonna like yeah. your, your your finances. Nah, I'm here too. I'm, I'm here too. I'm in the journey as well, you know. Yeah. Um. I and I think that's the best way is that we should all be open to one kill that ego. Secondly, try be patient with financing and learning about small things like tax and whatnot. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how to code yeah how to code is a continuous thing yeah it's a continuous thing you know and why coding certain ways what certain numbers mean what type of investments you should make and what for what reason and all in all I think when we start approaching finances like that we'll become one of the best richest people and richest in the, or like yeah richest in, in us in, in, our, in our economy and also it allows you to make better product when you got the money too so yeah the administration is important man finance for hippies preaches prosperity the anointing of money is coming to you all you have to do is listen to all Seasons oh. of finance for CPs. Every single episode. Blessing will come through to you. Exactly. I, the one, Ndaki, will bring the blessings of money to your doorsteps. All you have to do is click that like button and subscribe. <laughs> you will see it flowing. The commas will increase from none to three, three to five, and you know it's all through the workings. Of finance for hippies. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the dumb crap you just said. Yeah, no, I really that, that, I, that if that if you, if you had that spirit on your intro, man, yeah. we, we, we could have been far right now. We could have been, far right been now. very far, man. Yeah, that was hard. That was hard. Look, man, but but I I mean yeah, you know I, I um I, I definitely think we we you know we, we touch on this a lot, um and I guess um it, it is always interesting to kind of see how many existing platforms they are out there you know a lot of us there's still that space there's still that space where a lot of us feel um alone when it comes to understanding those things and you know who do you ask for those things in terms of uh quoting and and figuring out how to balance um yourself like financially uh, but i i yeah i kind of agree with with that sentiment of yours i think a lot of it has to do with with creatives and our ego you know because um you come to, you focus a lot on what you're good at but like guys don't wanna a lot of i guess what hurts for me a lot is you know there's, there's a lot of guys out there who are just simply broke you know there's legends who are broke there's young kids who are doing things but like they are broke you know there's not many art, artists diversifying their <laughs> portfolios and you know um, i just simply agree with the idea of the ego is a lot man and i guess within creativity the ego has a lot to do with defining you but um to get your money right it's like you gotta break that we did an episode on tax you know and for me that was like incredibly uncomfortable to prepare for you know but for Ndagi, he i don't even think he he like read on the person we were interviewing but he was like you know this is his space you know those kind of things you know for me it was like 
I it was almost like uh, it's very cringing, ne? It's cringing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. you have to be fully aware. No, 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 more than you are about learning. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like now I need to kind of expose what type of my taxes actually like he, he educate. I call Mundong Jadang my taxes, you know. But wait, I think yeah, because you know we think we're in a creative space. We think it's a creative problem. No, it's a social problem. Just generally, people are not handling their finances as well. Yeah. In life, in young twelve. And they don't know where to go as well. Yeah, because there's no culture. I'm sure, man, you have one at the end. I want to buy dollar. I want to buy dollar, but see, more on a school to new Sure. And I get where that comes from because maybe I'm holy in you enough with Papa myself. So I'm going to buy a single account. Mahola in you will lose like pay. Yeah, Sure. And you can only fuck installment is six hundred a month. Then obviously, I'm fine. We actually, 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 so far, yeah, Sure. So we, but it's it's better understanding why what's the thinking behind that and where we should be going to have more, and see where they fell short, yeah, bro. But for me, it's like it's one of those things. Like it's a social problem, and it's not normal. It's not normal. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure. I'm not saying it's normal. Sure. I'm not saying it's normal. Sure. A big grand after a year, I cool enough. I hustle, I hustle, maybe 12 in Spanish, 10, 15. Eventually, you're still on 20k, but you're suddenly stressed more now, so more than 5k. Sure, and you still it's like you're still broke. Yeah, yeah, more whole a manji manji after a week or something. You got a couple of days, I'm at the or a tawul. Why completely lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, boy, young kid and tell but the, the, at the basis of it, which is our own skills, is about finance, sakar, is a suuti. I knew we save wagons, I knew we save in swagans. It turns in this ganj, more fun than you, more fun like you know, you ganj. And schoolman, I know, Taranip. It's like your girls, if you want to be about dating, yeah, uh, multiple girls, yeah, and having fun with girls, you gotta have money, yeah. And it's a taboo, it's quite mean, yeah. Kona mama habit, quamili, wabulal, just telling you, mama, papa, real quick, yeah. My pa was from Cameroon. He was in the oil business, Man. right? But not big time. Like Justin, she was born. Lukshin, I Lukshin. As the oil relationship, oil in our my country different. That darky type of yeah. place. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we If you're a dude in the streets, you can move it. You can pull in some other. Yeah. In Kenya or Tanzania. That is listening very clear. Yeah, no, it's taking care. He actually care. wants to taking find care. out where your papa is. Okay. Young Tual. But he's in the old business. He sees these big guys. These guys have made it, man. They, 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 on, they on another level. Ubuza Lewa. They were fit to me. I'm fit to go. I'm fit to go. I'm fit to go. I'm fit to go. My, what's your secret? Like, it's fun was. It is sure. I took years in Slan and I'm in Scottish Gange in Langel Gange. Ah, very Bashangan, I took him to get some to Gange. And I went to law. Mong is away and Sazing in me. I miss and I'm going to miss away some. Some must seem fine, okay, as in. Let's put it straight. I'm not going to bullshit you. Eh, Mina, I'm young Gwens in the mall. That's not what I do. But I can protect your money. I told Uncle, 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 note it. I'm going to note a new. I keep here, I beg pants, right? I'm a cot, I'm a cot, I'm a cot. I'm a figure more. I'm being in your gantuan, shake a pants, please. And it's like, and then I try to bond with Kinsali. Should manage Connie Moya and a pang a pant. The Moya, the Moya unnatural, Miss Conan, Moya Tunula Bant. And the Moya Tunula Bant, which is Tatino, Yabanya Bant. If your money is not protected, 
it's gonna move with other people. Yeah. You know, but I took that symbolically too. Yeah. To like, if you want to have money, and you have the skill and potential to make more money because of your talent, first it doesn't start with you making that. It starts with you protecting what you already have. Meaning, what asset more buyer are you take? Are you are you are you buying something that's gonna take more of your money? Because those are the spirits that take more of your money. Yeah. The car you buy, the type of car you buy, takes away a certain level because it's going to attract a certain type of girls, if that's what you're into. Yeah. A lifestyle, drinks. Yeah. Something. I don't know what people are into, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a spirit on its own. So you must be careful, you know, what you use your existing money with, be it the food you eat, what you buy, where it puts you, does it, allow, does it make you spend more money, or does it bring you a bit of more money, does it save you money, or does it bring you money? So it's all about using what you already have and protecting it, and that's going to help you make more money. And that was the story from him, and I was like, that's my translation of it. I was like, protect your money. And you will make more money. While Dagi was relaxing on his couch, you know, after a long day, he looks at Facebook and there's a, a post there of a famous artist that we all know from a very legendary group yeah. saying that no one told him about taxes and whether he had to pay taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that true though? Is that a headline? I yeah. thought it was just a headline just to attract us. But did he really say that? He, he, was why yes, he did. He did say that. But the headline, the headline was clickbait. He was saying oh, yeah. he was saying his opinion like four or five years ago. Oh. So he wasn't saying it's a fake now. But oh, he was okay. saying that was him, um, like five six years ago or whatever. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, five yeah. six years ago yeah. was twenty. He was still hot. He was still. He was still, yeah, he was still yeah. well into you the peak of his. More. He was well past the peak of his career. Yeah. So yeah, and please continue with your question, man. So I was shocked to see that that such fundamental and basics are lacking with the art industry. So Ndaki started forming an opinion that it's actually it's like that because. It's supposed to be like that. They have designed the system not to empower the person with the highest value. Why would I empower the artist? That means he will keep more of the value and I cannot extract it from him. So what we're doing is the Lord's work. I hate you for this. Man. <laughs> you know the we thought. are now moving the value <laughs> and placing it to where it belongs. The rightful owner, the person who put in the work to create the value, he must keep that significant portion of that value. Aren't you tired of doing the same thing all day? Waking up in the morning and going to work? You probably have goals and dreams you'd like to achieve. Well, Finance for Hippies in association with Miss Brown Productions brings you Just Wing It, a juice that you can drink that has absolutely nothing to do with all the things I've said. The only thing I can say about the juice is that it tastes real good. Yeah, I think it's been deep, man. I think we've had a lot of of, 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 of really like dope as convo, man. Um, this has just gone as good, if not as better than I thought. Uh, one more question each. I think uh, Undaki 
um, aka Unzuela boy. Uh, yeah, you can you can lead and then I'll I'll wrap off the show. You know, um, if you got one more question for you know for Mr. Frypan who's hosted us here, uh, the future. What does the future hold for the frying egg pan? Yeah, uh, this guy just gave me that that frying egg. Pan. The general. The general question. He's literally <laughs> giving you the worst. I'm like, I'm so yeah, disappointed no, in yeah, him. No, would you yeah, like? So, yeah. Would you, you like put, another you shot at this? <laughs> would you like another shot at this? Because that, that, that was horrific. That was like a lit the future. Let's give this guy but, another chance, man. No, let's give another chance. chance. This is what we always ask. <laughs> no, he's talked about the future. He's talked about the. Not that I've been talked about it or not. It's just that it's trying to I, I, that I, I think you can, you can be more creative than you're that. You're better than the thank you. I don't know. That was so silly, my tunes. Come on. Come on, talk. Come on, talk. Come on. Dugu-dugu. You do better than that. All right, all right. Let's give this kid's homie a chance. Okay, Dad. Give him a chance. It's a big question. Let me rephrase it now. I, I need to channel the inner dosto in me. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ryan. All right. Let's give him a chance. Teeth. Why don't you go in first, Doc? No. I'm drawing a blank. Sitala. 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 All right. Cool, man. Um. This. This was actually a. Uh, uh, it, it, quite, quite a, it caused a lot of conversation before this episode. But I'd pretty much like you to define um, black culture versus street, street culture, right? Is that the same thing? And maybe, yeah, maybe give a, a, a perspective on that because I've heard you speak on that before. Um, and we had like a hectic debate before this podcast about that, mm-hmm. where we got into challenges of exportability because of defining certain um, cultures in a certain way. But black culture versus street culture, like what is that the same thing or what's, well, yeah, what's your, you know? Black culture has become synonymous to street culture by virtue of the best contributors and the most significant contributors to street culture being black anywhere in the world. And that starts from a long time ago. Because what you're looking at is throughout the world, there is something called the black condition and it's based on the same thing, which is white domination. Those who went under slavery, as the center of it was white domination, apartheid or colonial systems were about white domination. And what they took is economic power at the center and it was facilitated through social and political You can take away money from somebody, but they have other coping mechanisms. Music has been a coping mechanism for slaves within the slave ships, being at sea for months. What kept your body dies because those conditions were not fertile just to keep life and maintain life, even of those who were capturing the slaves and shipping them, you know? So... The only thing that kept you up on them too. was music, yeah. you know. It's um, cotton, cotton farms. Music is at the center of them working and sending messages to each other. In the context of the states, it would go down to the slave abolition and of great migration to the 
to the north, which then came to form the Harlem Renaissance. Music is at the center of it, but it's also rebellious in its own right through its its form, its new form, its unconventional and unstructured compared to your classic music and whatnot. Young Toilet, it breaks all the rules. The messaging also breaks all the rules because it speaks about the politics. It's largely political. The blues inform jazz. Jazz then informs hip-hop because of the samples being taken from jazz records and the form and the same demeanor of fighting against the system takes form in the form of hip-hop. Same in every way in the world, same in Europe with the black community in Europe, African community all around this continent, how Fela Kuti is important no long, not only as a musician but as an activist mm. who translates, but his music, its length is rebellious. It's a 12-minute song. It says, fuck radio, yeah. in essence. Yeah. It's, mm. It was podcast of that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a long time. He's like a futurist in a way through music. And he breaks all the rules. And that is street culture. And you find that at the center of it, I just used music as an element of street culture to show you that black are artistically reacting. Black, the, the African people anywhere in the world suffered from white domination and at the heart of their survival was an artistic reaction to that economic exclusion and oppression and that informs what street culture is largely based on which is those who are the majorities who are kept out of the system but find creative ways of, fi of finding a way in through different elements and tools and subcultures which is called street culture so those who've used it to survive for most of modern history have been black people. Mm. And it goes to say that, yes, it's not synonymous, it's not only practiced or resonates with black people, but we're the, one, we're the ones that have been leading it, living it, mm. and has become our culture for most of modern history. And others come in because of an existing reality that is shared amongst us as existing oppression and pain. There are African kids who are practicing street culture mm. in poor communities like Western yeah. area. They are one. Mm. They've, we've become a tribe, yeah. but it must be known that we've been struggling for longer than them, and we know how to do this. That's why these motherfuckers don't even know how to um, how to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't know how to protest in South Africa. They look like jokes because we've been doing this shit for a while. Yeah, we've mastered it. The yeah. theatrics, the the yeah. when 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 black people yeah. um, um, loot and whatnot, it's fucked up. Yeah. But my nigga, it's theatrics. Yeah. It gets lost in con in context at a lot of places nowadays. But if I if I smash a robot, and I inconvenience some elite nigga who's going to a meeting, <laughs> yeah. and he happens to know the mayor and have him on speed dial. My message will be transferred through that nigga. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta yeah. break his fucking <laughs> you got, resources. You got your message through. You know what yeah, I mean? To yeah, say, yo, yeah. talk to the mayor, nigga, because yeah. you're a money, nigga. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. care about us. He doesn't yeah, care about yeah. his numbers. But you're gonna, you're gonna talk to him. That street you know, culture on that level. Yeah. So it's it's part of our life. So yes, yeah, street culture is largely, is largely informed and driven, and is synonymous to black culture anywhere in the world or most parts of the world, and. Everybody else 
definitely can be part of the same tribe yeah and be uh, uh, as dope of a contributor for sure as everybody else but the majority of us have no choice but to fall into street culture as a survival tool Daki you've got a second go at this we can wrap it up I, oh, I think I, think I, I, I did Daki will proceed <laughs> to wrap the show up the right. question didn't go so well I will not embarrass myself okay let me let me answer your question the future is I don't know I'm gonna I'm in my I'm in my path of I know what my calling is I know what my talent is I still have to grow I still have to um, relearn the things I know and update my knowledge and do it better how it's gonna look like I don't know where it's gonna happen I'm not really sure it involves more people definitely yes at the center of it is that and it's about development that's it Ndaki wrap up the show uh, Fry Pan I'd just like to formally apologize for Ndaki's shocking last question I still man I just think he could have he could have done he could have phrased it nah he's, more, he's, he'll, he'll get back to it we'll, we'll have a formal <laughs> apology in the After following the episode, episode. <laughs> please uh, put it on Twitter he was a bit off <laughs> Finance for hippies is the full package. If you went through season one, you'd realize that everything is put together perfectly. From the aesthetics, to the recording locations, to the music curated by C-Funk, to the uh, narrations and the translations done by Teeth Swag. We are a full product and today we do not disappoint. For street culture, we went to the streets. We came to the streets, we enjoyed the beverages that have been supporting the streets for many years. <laughs> we enjoyed the yeah. food that the people in the streets have been eating. Yeah. We fought with the people yeah. for that we, we were in the war, man. Yeah, <laughs> trenches. We, were, trenches. we were in the trenches today, This man. is finance for hippies. This is what we do. That's we dope. do not broadcast this from a place we don't know in the north. When we talk about something, we talk about it head on in the middle of it. You can trust on Finance for Hippies to be the source of legitimate education around certain topics that are bothering our artists out there. I close off by sending uh, a formal apology to Prime <laughs> Pan for messing up that last question. <laughs> I sincerely apologize to the mayor. <laughs> Those who are offended, <laughs> fighters for hippies would like to apologize. Over and out. Peace, man. Thanks. Bye, man. Mayor. Peace, man. Nice one, guys, man. See you next episode. Yo.